Entrepreneur on Fire 554. Failures, aha moments, I've made it moments, and the lightning round. Seven days a week. Join John Lee Dumas and today's Entrepreneur on Fire. Whether you're starting a business or looking to protect your family, LegalZoom has award-winning services developed by some of the best legal minds in the country who can help. Visit LegalZoom.com today. Enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. You know those phone calls that are worth a thousand bucks? Never miss one again. Go to evoice.com and get $5 off every month for life when you enter promo code FIRE. That's evoice.com, promo code FIRE. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Naomi Simpson. Naomi, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely. All right. Naomi is the founder of the Australian online experience retailer, redballoon.com.au, launched in 2001. The company recently sold its two millionth experience. Naomi is an entrepreneur, speaker, mother, author, blogger, innovator, and truly passionate individual. She is the 2011 Ernst & Young Entrepreneur of the Year. Giving our listeners just a little overview, Naomi, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you, then give us an overview of your business. You know, it's funny. We, I add all these titles to my LinkedIn profile, and it is funny, the different roles that we play. But underneath all of that, it's um, I've always been up to stuff. And that is, uh, you know, from the time I was a little girl, I wanted to have a circus and own a circus. And the only thing I did towards that circus was printing the tickets. So, you know, I was always very focused on if you haven't got the cash, you can't change the world. I've always wanted to bring laughter. I, I actually originally wanted to be a clown, so that's not on my CV, but it's yet to come. <laughs> I just think that life is short uh, and it's really up to us to determine our own future and our experience of life. And um, while stuff happens to everybody, we we're all given the same gift of 24 hours a day and it's how we choose to use those that makes the difference. And that's been a, ph- a philosophy I've had whether I was working in corporate life or when I started uh, my own businesses. Well, I love that mantra. I love that philosophy on life, Naomi, and I'm excited to delve into it, especially how you've applied it to your entrepreneurial journey. But before we do, we always start Entrepreneur Fire Off with a success quote, Naomi, because we really want to get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away. I My mantra is, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. Uh, and what that means to me is I don't have to do all the work, but I'm responsible for my own happiness. I'm responsible for how my life goes, and I'm in the driving seat. It's really hard to... Uh, be in the driving seat if you're blaming everybody else and you're sitting in the back telling everybody else how to run and run the show. It's hard to be in the driver's seat if you're blaming everybody else. I love that. And Naomi, how have you applied this mantra to your life? Whether it be at work or at home, it means that I'm in action and I'm asking the questions. So I'm not necessarily dictatorial. Um, I, by nature, I'm in, inclusive, but I'm asking the hard questions and inspiring people to do their best work. And I do know that people love working in a place where they have the opportunity to do their best work, where somebody notices and they go home feeling like a winner. So Naomi, it's quite an honor to have the 2011 Ernst & Young Entrepreneur of the Year here on Entrepreneur on Fire. And 
to share with you a little background about EO Fire, we really dive into the journey of our guests. And that's you today, Naomi. So I want to take the spotlight. I want to turn it to you. And I want you to share with us a story of a time that you failed or a time that you faced a major challenge or obstacle that you had to overcome. Bring us to that day, to that moment, Naomi. Tell us that story and the lessons you learned. For me, it's fascinating that people go, oh my goodness, you're such an overnight success. Well, it's 13 years and that's a lot of nights involved. And I started this business went from home and when my children were very young and I thought that I could play with my kids in the day and work at night um, and I thought, oh, I know, I'll start one of those dot-com things because, you know, it doesn't really matter where you are. You know, you don't have customers coming in during business hours or anything, so I'll just do one of those. The thing that I... Uh, was a little bit missing was I didn't know anything about the internet. So I had a traditional marketing career. I'd worked for big businesses, IBM, Apple, an airline headquarters, and said I had big corporate career. But then when I started my own show, I knew nothing about the internet. So um, I, I uh, had this idea. I wanted to do something that couldn't be done unless uh, the, the, the internet was there. In other words, at that time, most of the online businesses were what we call evolutionary. You know, Amazon was launched in those times, but you could still go up to the bookstore and buy a book. Or we we had uh, greengrocer.com here, but you could still go up the road and buy the milk. So I wanted something that couldn't be done, uh, so it was far more revolutionary. And the other thing that I didn't realize is how disruptive this innovation was. So we disrupted the gifting business um, and I'm sure our traditional competitors, they probably still don't see us here, you know. The, so the big retailers, anybody who had a gift card or what we call the thoughtless gift, uh, and I'm not saying gift cards are all thoughtless, more I'm saying that that was our opportunity to educate people on the power of giving a great gift uh, and experiences bring such life and joy when they're shared. So, you know, I had all of this great idea but didn't know anything about the internet. So one would argue that I was, you know, away with the pixies, which is what we say in Australia, or highly intellectual, which is probably what you say in America. <laughs> and uh, So therefore, sitting there, I, I, I um, didn't know anything about online, didn't know how to develop a website or anything. So I just went to an outsourced web developer and he said to me, he goes, Oh, well, what's your budget? And I said, well, look, I've got $25,000 of family savings to launch this business. And he goes, oh, that's great. And I said, oh, how much do websites cost? And he goes, oh, they cost (laughs) $25,000. Convenient. And uh, so I spent the $25,000 on this website. And it was red with black writing. And we're picturing it so far. And it was built with flash and the only thing it ever got listed in Google for in those early days was something like skip intro because it was all pictures. And um, so I launched the website in October, the first week of October. And this is 2001? 2001. Okay. And there was no customers. And, you know, my husband, the accountant, would go off to work, come home, how's the project going, sweetheart? No customers today, maybe tomorrow. And that went on for two months and four days. I promise you it was the longest two months and four days of my life. (laughs) And um, I I got so bad I would tie uh, red helium balloons to my briefcase and walk around um, the city hoping that people, hoping that people would see the URL, type it in and maybe come to the website. And can I say, hope is not a strategy. 
it's uh, it does not work. Sitting there hoping that the world will be a better place is not going to do anything, which comes back to my mantra of if it's meant to be, it's up to me. I've got to do something. I've got to be in action. I've got to get on with stuff. Otherwise, nothing's going to happen. And finally, we got a customer. His name was Damien Chown. It was order number 14 because I'd done 13 before making sure the website did actually work. It did. So Mr. Damien Chown, and uh, he bought a stress-busting massage for his friend Scott Hedge. And uh, I picked up the phone and goes, hi, my name's Naomi Simpson, and we like to call all of our customers, which is really easy when you've only got one, uh, we like to call all of our customers to find out how you experience our website. And he goes, oh, what have I done? And I said, oh, you've just bought a stress-busting message for your friend, Scott Hedge. He goes, oh, my goodness. I said, oh, what did you think of the website? He goes, oh, it's crap. I had no idea what I was doing. So I spent all this money, and it really it wasn't working and literally I was, you know, head in hands going, now what do I do? Because I had this vision of building a great Australian brand based on listening to customers and responding, all my traditional marketing experience and it just, it was going pear-shaped really quickly. Wow, Naomi, I can just picture that story because back in 2001, I mean, we were still at the forefront of a lot of things and, you know, people were getting out there and the information was just not as fluid as it was now. People didn't really know that websites didn't have to cost $25,000 or that it shouldn't be on Flash or that black with red writing wasn't necessarily a good strategy. I mean, all of these different things need to be learned. And I love that one phrase you used, Hope is not a strategy. So obviously, Naomi, you didn't let that stop you and you wouldn't have become Entrepreneur of the Year had you 10 years later. Pull out one clear lesson for Fire Nation, Naomi, that you learned from this overall experience that you had. People often ask me, what's the difference between persistence and pigheadedness? And uh, it never occurred to me to give up. And one of the reasons why it never occurred to me to give up was because I was getting too much feedback from people saying, oh, what a fabulous idea. I wish I'd done it all. I was going to start that business, but you got there first. So everybody was telling me really, really good things, even though they were family and friends and probably just trying to be nice. But I believed them. And because I believed them, I just kept going. So people ask me the question, when were you going to give up? It didn't occur to me. It was just putting one foot in front of the other over and over again. And I had enough positive feedback from people to say, I must be on something here. There must be an opportunity. Um, And knowing that it's really hard to develop a market, to invent something that people don't know before. And you're quite right. Back in 2001, the internet was relatively new. I know had been around for 10 years, but people had only really started using it commercially for about three years. And there'd been that whole dot-com crash thing, and there was a great deal of distrust with online. And so people would call me and they'd say things like, how do I know you're real? And I'd say, of course we're real. I'm the CEO. And they said, how do, you, how do we know you're not the janitor? And I said, <laughs> I do that as well because I did all of those things. <laughs> and that's what it is to be a startup. You know, you, you, put your, you, you lend your hand to everything. So I think one of the, you know, the big insights was, you know, persistence versus pig-headedness. But if your market is telling you enough, then persistence will pay off. 
The, the, I remember an entrepreneur friend of mine said in those really early days, he said, oh, being an entrepreneur is like being one of those clown punching bags. You know, people hit us really, really hard and we fall over and then we get up with a big smile on our face straight away, ready to go again. And uh, I remember saying to him, but what if I don't want to get up? <laughs> and he said, oh, I thought you were an entrepreneur, you know. So, And that's what it takes is never, ever, ever giving up, never giving up. You know, we might have to adjust a few things. We might have to listen deeply to what people are telling us. But, you know, if I had have given up because I had no money and I had no customers, then we wouldn't be where we are. So, Naomi, let's move to the other end of the spectrum. You shared with us a struggle, an obstacle that you had to overcome, and you left us with a great lesson there. But now let's talk about a light bulb moment, an aha moment that you had at some point in your entrepreneurial journey. Tell us that story, Naomi. Take us to that day, and then walk us through the steps that you took to turn that idea, that aha moment, into success. I ended up with nine employees in my front room, and uh, till the kids kind of ganged up on me and said, oh, we'd rather that you leave home and we get a toy room. So could you go work elsewhere with your mates? So we moved around the corner. And all of these nine people were rabbits, friends, and relations. They'd all been introduced by someone else. It was kind of, it was exciting, but there was general ideas of what people did. But everyone just pitched in and did what needed to be done. You know, one minute you're answering the phone, the next thing you're blowing up balloons, the next thing you're talking to a supplier. Like, Whatever needed to be done, people were doing it. And one thing that I had learned very early on was we need a clear vision and we knew we were changing gifting in Australia forever. We just wanted people to have lots of good times because we knew that people having good times, they're sharing joy. That's not only great for our brand, but it's making our customers have some level of emotional connection to us. So we knew that we wanted to change gifting in Australia forever. We had our big, hairy, audacious goal, which was $2 million by 2015. And as you've, you've heard already, we got there two years early. But what was missing was the notion of what is it that people are working on, right people for right roles. And values were incredibly important to me. I had worked in big corporations where I hated going to work. Like I just hated going to work. And I figured if I could create a workplace where people love coming to work, I was on the front foot. And I knew that if people had a shared sense of values, then we were a big way there. So I'd done lots of reading. Good on you, Jim Collins, and all those guys have written all these books about, about um, values. So we had our values. And there was nine of us. Chaos, and they're all rabbits, friends, and relations. So one of them was consistently coming late to work, and she'd often come with a, what we call a hangover, which might be an overhang from the night before. But she really wasn't available to our customers, and uh, she couldn't be the brand on the phone. So I coached her many times on this until ultimately I called her into the meeting room and I said, you know. You're not living our values. Our value of integrity is do what you say you're going to do. And you signed up to a program of being here on time and available to our customers. And I said, as such, you need to go and work elsewhere. I'm setting you free. And um, she turned to me and she said, you can't sack me. Everyone likes me. I'm funny. I go, you're not that funny right now. <laughs> but anyway, um, but I said, well, you know, we're running a business here and this is not how it's going to be. 
And she said, if I go, I will take everyone with me. So I just, you know, it's a real test of leadership. So I was absolutely being threatened, almost to the point of bullying, really. And I said, well, okay then. And she went out to the office. She called everybody together and she goes, she's just sacked me. And everyone left and went to the pub. So when you're sitting there, you've got this great vision, you believe it in values, your job as the leader is to keep everybody aligned, but everybody has left. I mean, I, prob- I think that was probably the loneliest moment in my life. And I also realised that I'm not the best person to do the recruiting. You know, I'm so enthusiastic and passionate, as you hear, that I tend to do all of the talking in an interview rather than asking and listening of questions. So in that moment, I said, we're going to be a best employer and this is never, ever going to happen again. But I also know I can't do it on my own. And uh, that was the impetus to start. First of all, I recruited a recruiter who recruited 23 people. And uh, the next thing, uh, the last person the recruiter recruited was our HR professional, Megan Bromley, who uh, has taken us to being on the best places to work list now for the last five years. So very confronting time. But without that lesson, maybe I wouldn't have had the absolute dogmatic approach to being a best employer. What an aha moment, Naomi. And what I love about it is that you immediately made that pivot. You made that decision that this was no longer going to be the case at your company, at Red Balloon. So share with Fire Nation one clear lesson that you learned from that experience in just one sentence. I can't do everything on my own and I need to find the specialists and the experts to support the vision. Naomi, you've had quite the entrepreneurial journey, so many highs. Share with us your absolute proudest entrepreneurial moment. The night that we were voted a best employer uh, because it had been such an Achilles heel to the business and the very first time, even though it's five times now, that moment when the team, the Red Balloners, had voted us and said, you know what, we really love it here and we're doing good work and uh, we want to stay and we want other people to know about it. That was a real privilege. So uh, that, that was such a highlight. So speaking of highlights, Naomi, let's take things to present times. Let's talk about today because you have a lot of exciting things going on. I'm on your website right now. I mean, there are so many awesome things that I wish I was close enough to do. V8 experiences, hot air balloons, cooking classes, skydiving, massages, you name it. You can get it at Red Balloon, which I love your tagline, experience happy. Share with Fire Nation one thing that just really has you fired up today. Quite early on, and I'll tell you a story about this because it just resonates with me so deeply that every single person who goes on a Red Balloon experience, we send them a little note saying, how was it for you? And we read them and we find out and discover how our customers are experiencing us. Because remember, a website is two-dimensional, so we often don't get to eyeball our customers. So this man wrote to us um, and he said, my father, for his 84th birthday, I gave him a flight in a DC-3. I picked him up and drove him to the airport. He was excited like a little boy going to a birthday party. When we got there, we both flew together and it was truly embarrassing watching him try and pick up the flight attendants. (laughs) He said, but on the way home, my father shared with me 
that as a young man he'd heard the first DC-3 flight on the radio being broadcast and he'd said that he'd always, always wanted to do that. Today was the day that that happened. He wrote, my father is a very quiet man. I'll always remember today as one of the days he spoke. Thank you. And we don't know how we've touched or inspired that it's actually now 2.3 million customers. We don't know. But what we do know is when people take the time to be together, to do something they've always wanted to do, special moments and memories are created. And uh, if I do nothing else, then that's what I was put on the planet to do is, is moments of people to experience happiness together. Then I did my job. Wow. Fire Nation, if you're listening, if you're really taking in what Naomi's saying, I know that you have chills because this is what being an entrepreneur is all about. It's having a vision. It's having a focus. It's having a passion and fulfilling it by serving others. And Naomi, before we hit the lightning rounds, let's thank our sponsors. There's a lot that goes into providing great customer service, and a lot of what your customers see and feel about your brand is directly related to your ability to help them with whatever they're looking for in a timely manner. So how do you ensure that each of your customers is satisfied with your service? Well, I don't have all the time in the world right now to talk strategy, but I do know one thing that can help, and that's a reliable phone system that will not let you down. When someone needs one-on-one help and they reach out to you via phone, what happens? Do you have a voice messaging service in case you're not available? Do you have systems in place so that even when you're not available, you can trust that you'll receive the message? eVoice can help take care of all of this. eVoice is giving Fire Nation $5 off forever on top of their 30-day free trial. So just go to eVoice.com, enter promo code FIRE. That makes eVoice under 8 bucks a month. eVoice.com, promo code FIRE. When I want to learn something, Fire Nation, I want to learn it now. Do you ever feel that way? Sometimes searching the internet for a how do I blank can be exhausting, frustrating, and very time consuming. An hour later, instead of having found your answer and being on to the next step already, you realize you're still searching. Stop the madness. This is something I used to do all the time until I found I could have access to thousands of video courses taught by industry experts that covered every program I could ever imagine from start to finish. Even better, I can start at the beginning of a course and watch it from start to finish, or I can hop around if I'm looking for a specific lesson on a feature or a section. It's called lynda.com, and I've worked out a special deal with them to get you access to their entire video course library. Visit lynda.com slash EOF to try lynda.com for free for seven days. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash E-O-F. Now we've reached my favorite part of the show, which is the lightning rounds, where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Oh, yeah. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? What was holding me back was the fear that could I do it. My father had started his own business. I had lots of people around me running their own businesses, and it was that question of could I do it too? So the confronting of moment was, was I good enough? What is the best advice you've ever received? Might have been an expensive lesson, so it better be a good lesson. <laughs> it might have better, better be a good lesson. Can you share one of your personal habits, Naomi, that you believe contributes to your success? 
I wake up every morning and say, what am I taking on for the day? So just so I can go to bed at night knowing that I moved something forward just by one step. Because sometimes we don't notice in our busy, busy lives actually how we made the world a better place today. So I always take on just one thing. Do you have an internet resource, Naomi, like an Evernote that you're just in love with you can share with our listeners? I've got the, a little happiness diary, which is fantastic because I, I, it's actually called gratitude. But um, I think it's really important that when we are busy, it, we have to stop and smell the roses. And so I choose this little gratitude diary because it's a moment to reflect and just say, wow, how fortunate I am. And that gives me a great sense of peace, harmony, and I experience happiness when I do so. Love it. Well, Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we've been chatting about in today's episode at eofire.com slash Naomi Simpson. And Naomi, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? A Small Giants. The reason being, I, I size is not everything, and I think meaningful businesses are, are very, very important. And meaningful means they don't have to be social enterprises, but but that they do make the world a better place, and they they are contributing to the community. So they're giving rather than taking, and as a result, they have a commercial outcome. So it's all about meaningful businesses to me. And Small Giants is beautifully written, and it it it, it uh, acknowledges that it's okay to be small and serve your community. Big is not always better. Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio, so if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audio book for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Naomi, this next question's the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I'd write my experiences and uh, share those openly. You know I blog at naomisimpson.com. You know I'm a LinkedIn influencer. And one of the greatest senses of achievement I have is when people come up to me and they say, I heard you speak at this conference or I read your blog and as a result I started my business. So I think if I had all the knowledge, it's my job to share that knowledge and ultimately other people will be in, in action and do interesting things that I couldn't even imagine. Well, Naomi, I have so enjoyed hearing your journey and the stories that you shared from 2001's inception to where we are now is just incredibly inspiring. So give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, then share the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Follow your dreams, because only when you uh, get into action and give up the excuses do dreams come true. And to also identify what your definition of success is. Let's not all compare ourselves to Zuckerberg or Tony Shea or any of these guys. Our success might come from how we feel about our community or our family or how, whatever we sort. And I think that a great deal of unhappiness comes from shopping and comparing with others. The comparison game can be a unfun game. And share the best way that we can find you. Well, NaomiSimpson.com, and there's no P in Simpson, so it's just N-A-O-M-I-S-I-M-S-O-N.com is a great way to find me. But also I'm an influencer on LinkedIn and uh, I, I share a lot with 
that community and I'm greatly enjoying having a very large audience. Well, Naomi, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything that we've talked about at eofire.com. Just type Naomi in the search bar and her show notes page will pop right up. And Naomi, I just want to thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you. Bye. Fire Nation, are you using webinars to sell your products, to build your email list, to grow your brand awareness? Why the heck not? I know that can be scary, but with Webinar on Fire, we take you step by step on how to create, present, and convert your webinar. Podcasters Paradise did over $500,000 in sales on live webinars in just four months. And on this free live workshop, we'll show you how you can start hosting your webinar today. Webinaronfire.com. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite.